Welcome to the No Toes Down podcast at BitCat Country and SB Nation. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at No Toes Down and email us at notoesdown at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe and rate us. Glad to be back. Sorry we missed last week. And to be totally honest, we're recording this for the second time because we forgot to hit record the first time. I forgot to. So hopefully round two goes better. Yeah, I know. I know. But we got a good podcast in store. I'm going to talk about the game uh, on Sunday. Recap that. We have some good quotes. And then we have some exciting things about Blake Bortles and Pulse of the fan base and all that. So let's get started with the game. It was almost a classic Jags game. First half was scary. It just felt like years past where you dominate the first half. The Jags outgain them. They have the ball for 20 of the 30 minutes. And somehow they're losing 7-6 at halftime. That familiar feeling. That was a very familiar fe- feeling. It just seemed like the Jags were destined to be the punch or the uh, the punching bag again and lose to the 0-6 team and now become the laughing stock and they're the worst team in the league. And, you know, after all that great work in the first half, they had nothing to show for it. The good news is the second half came and they showed up and the defense showed up and they forced turnovers. Finally, it started with DJ Hayden. He punched the ball out. Jags fell on it. I don't remember if the Jags scored after that, but it got the turnover momentum juice going because then do you remember what happened next? No. Oh, well, what happened next is Miles Jack jumped her out, picked one off, tried to do a weird lateral, almost confused his own teammate into running into his own end zone, but it was okay. And that was great. So we turned the ball over. We're able to take the lead. Next possession, Jan, Yannick Ngakwe, reads the screen, picks it out of the air, runs it back for six points. The game is basically over at that point. Everyone's fired up. And to put a cherry on top, Ronnie Harrison, another interception, leaving the Cincinnati fans in hysterics. They were booing. I saw a guy with a paper bag over his face and they were not feeling good. They were booing their own team and everyone was, yeah, it was bad. It was bad, but it was good for the Jags. And that's the main thing, right? We just want to talk about the good stuff. What were your thoughts? My thoughts were... We're seven weeks in and you're still not watching the game. I try. No, you don't. You don't. Okay, well, I'll keep going then. I think I think it was a great win. Um, Not because they beat the Bengals. The Bengals suck clearly. It was a great win because of all that happened with Jalen Ramsey finally getting traded, talking crap out uh, on his way out, talking shit on Sunday in the pregame, and just fabricating stories as to why he wanted to leave. When this guy said he wanted to be traded. He talked about no matter what, he's going to be there for his teammates and he'll play as long as 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 he's here and he'll be there for his teammates. And that didn't happen. So I think the team was glad to get that that drama out of the the locker room and he was gone. No, we don't need that at all. And I think they just felt so good about making good plays and not needing Jalen. They finally got all these turnovers and who wasn't there? Jalen Ramsey. So I think it was was great for, for the team. And, you know, you could see they were really fired up. All right, you want to go to what did they really mean? Yep, absolutely. All right, we got a few recordings here. And the first one is from D- Doug Marone um, talking about 
DJ Hayden. DJ Hayden's played very well this year. Playing at a high level. He really is. I mean, he is playing, um, you know, as well as uh, a guy that I've been around playing nickel. I mean, um, he's practicing really well, and he's playing really well. Who is nickel? Oh, nickel. <laughs> That's a type of defense. Oh. So right. he was saying... He was saying that DJ Hayden, who is the nickel cornerback, which means he's like the third cornerback, he comes in when there's three receivers on the field and he, he's the third corner. So he's saying he's playing as good at, at that position as anyone he's ever been around. And it's not an exciting quote, but DJ Hayden deserves a shout out. He's been playing amazing. He's kind of turned into the leader of the secondary and almost the spokesperson in a way. And they need that, especially with everything that's gone on with you know, number 20 being gone. So big shout out to DJ Hayden. He's played well all year. He's played through injuries. And because we like him so much, our next what did they really mean comes from DJ Hayden. And he, he talks about how they just played well and, you know, how exciting it was to get the win. I mean, it was great, man. It's great for us to be gelling back there. Ronnie was back there making plays. Trey made some plays. AJ made some plays. Doug made some plays. We all making plays. So we just got to keep it up, man. Just keep it up. Keep this momentum going. And uh, I'm, I'm excited about that energy, didn't you? Oh, yeah. You heard it at the end, too, when his, like, closed fist smacks his open palm. Yeah. Yeah. You knew he was, he was into it. Again, he just de- he just deserves a shout-out. He's playing hard, playing through injury. He talked last week about turnovers coming in bunches, and it did. And, you know, he kind of he, he proved it out. He okay. started the turnover avalanche, and it happened. Our third what did they mean comes from your boy, the bulldozer. You remember his name? Yep. What is it? Josh Allen, nice work, nice yes. work. And he was just asked about Yannick Ngakwe and that pick six and, you know, how Yannick's had a, a tough year to start, but, you know, Josh keeps pushing him and telling him it's going to come. I've been, I've been telling that man that forever, that his time is going to come, bro. You know what I'm saying? He, right now, he's not, he don't got a lot of sacks, but I told that man he's a dog. Every play he out there, he's a dog. Keep going. You, you, you one of the best to do it. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, he showed his athletic ability right there to get the pick and then go for that touchdown. The bad thing is he ain't want to celebrate with your boy. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to have a little beef after this. But uh, I'm glad. Nothing but respect for that man. I love that man. And, uh, you know, we, we, we got to keep hunting. No, he's totally kidding about the beef, but I do have to say that his mumbling is so distracting. What do you mean? If he and I were to have a conversation, I think I would be so focused on every single word he's saying that I wouldn't actually pay attention to what he is saying. But you did understand what he was saying there. Basically that, you know, he didn't, somebody didn't want to celebrate with him. Yannick, the guy he was talking about, got the touchdown. And I guess, you know, Bulldozer felt a little sad. No one wanted to celebrate with him. He wanted to celebrate. He's here for the team. (laughs) But I think it's important. He just talks about how, you know, despite everything that's gone on with Unique this year and, you know, not getting the contract he wanted, he's still been a good leader. He's still a close teammate, helping Josh Allen. And, you know, he's obviously done a good job. Josh Allen's playing great. So it's good to see that camaraderie. And, you know, that's, again, something the team needs. You need those positive vibes. One bonus, what did they mean that we have? And this one is a little cryptic. We don't know for sure. But on Instagram, we had a post from AJ Boye. And it was a picture of him and a couple teammates on defense. And the caption was, in the trenches with some real ones. Great team win. 
Yeah, I think what stands out for me in that caption is the term real ones. Um, makes me feel like thought they were friends. Like Who? Everyone on the team. Remember how they talked about, oh, they're all there for each other mm-hmm. and, you know, they're just focused on the team. It just kind of makes me wonder if there's some gossip girl drama going on <laughs> behind the scenes. Um but some shade is definitely being thrown. And I think it's either being thrown to L.A. Mm-hmm. or it's being thrown right there in Jacksonville because maybe there might be several not real ones. Yeah, my hope is it's being thrown to L.A. to number 20 who bailed on them. They were good friends. They had some good years. And he quit on them. So my hope, and I'm going to assume he means that, and the ones that stuck with them and will stick with them and stay on this team, they're the real ones. And, you know, they'll keep fighting together. So I appreciate that post. I liked it many times. Okay, we're going to take a break. You'll hear a couple ads from our sponsors and we'll be back. All right, we're back. And we're here with our great segment, What Would Blake Do? And this next one deserves a little context. So we kind of got down this Remember the Titans Cyclone this weekend and uh, couldn't get out of it. But we listened to the rewatchables on the Ringer, and they have a they have a rewatchables podcast about the remember the about the movie Remember the Titans, and it was amazing and it was so good that it made us want to watch the movie again. Probably like my tenth time, your fifth time, maybe. I've watched it a couple okay. times in five. Wow. Okay. So true fan. <laughs> I like it. And after the Jags. Game was over. We were feeling good. And, you know, we had some dinner. We popped it in. And uh, it was just as good as the first time. But it got us thinking, who would Blake be on Remember the Titans? Oh, I think he would definitely be Denzel's daughter. Youngest or eldest? (laughs) Could be the youngest. True, true. For real. But definitely the oldest only because of that scene where... um, they go over to, I think it was Yote. Coach Yote. Coach Yote. I thought you watched Yote. it like 10 times. <laughs> yeah. And his daughter's playing basketball and she passes the ball to Nikki. Cheryl passes yeah. the ball to Nikki. Mm-hmm. And Nikki does this amazing like swerve to dodge the ball. And would have made Keanu Reeves proud Matrix stuff. Oh, yeah. Even better than that, yeah. to be honest. And then she basically puts up her fingernails and says, I just did my nails. <laughs> It is beautiful because I think every time that Blake missed a throw, he could have just used that excuse. And he might have. I like that one. That's pretty good. For me, I think Blake would be Blue. You know, Blue's always in the locker room, turning on the radio, trying to get guys singing together, getting everyone going on the bus. I feel like Blake's that guy right now in L.A. He's not playing. He's not probably having to, you know, study, practice as much. So, you know, when the guys are in the locker room and it's quiet, he probably turns on the radio and just oh, starts yeah. getting the getting the guys going with a little Ain't No Mountain High or something like that. Like, Let me show you what the moves are like from Jackson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's how I see Blake. But but I do also want to say that I think there's a character on there, I think, portrays Minshew quite well. Oh, who's that? <laughs> That will be Ryan Gosling's character. Oh, Alan. Alan. Yeah, yes. but Alan's always getting beat, and he's always saying, oh, coach, they're too fast <laughs> for me. I can't stick with them. No, Put no, Petey no. In. Okay. So basically, I think on the field, 
obviously not the same. Okay. But off the field, only because of the way he shimmies those shoulders yeah. in the locker room when they're singing and stuff. It's pretty much the same moves we see from Minchu when he's under pressure. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Well, that's a good comparison. Okay, we're going into week eight. The season's already half over. I'm kind of sad. Like It feels like it just started, and it's already almost half over. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that felt, that felt quick. It still feels like it's new, the yeah. NFL season, but it's not. Jags are three and four. They have a chance to get the four and four, and all they have to do is beat Sam, Mono, Darnold, and the New York Jets. <laughs> It's possible. Getting this team to four and four would feel great going into London. What do you think the pulse of the fan base is right now? I think the fall, the the pulse of the fan base yeah. is that they're pretty excited still. I think they're on not an absolute peak of the Minshew high, but they are still on that Minshew wave. He has plateaued a little bit, but he still had a pretty good game last week or yesterday. The tough thing is, is there's a lot of talk about Nick Foles coming back in three weeks and, you know, he's getting a lot of money. And it's, Nick who? That's true. Big Dick Nick. <laughs> but there's there's a, a great possibility that the coaching staff and the front office want him back in. And I don't know what they're going to do. I just hope the Jags keep winning. And, you know, it's a tough decision because, you know, those are sometimes good problems to have. Which good quarterback do we want? Yeah, I I think it's a hard decision for Doug Marone regardless, only because if you leave Minshew in and you bet Nick, then it's, oh, well, something went wrong and you had Nick this whole time and you yeah, chose to. It's a catch-22. It yeah. really comes down to are you going to win or not, right? Yeah. So it, it's tough, but ideally the Jags win the next couple games and, you know, they, they have a tough decision to make. And if Minshew keeps playing well for, you know, two more games, then – that means the Jags are likely winning, and you know that's all everyone kind of wants. So, and that's fair for them to wait and see. Um, when you work with people, or even play game, like, well, I'm assuming in sports, but mm-hmm. it's the same with working with people, is that you can sort of anticipate people's moves before they make them. And so, I feel like having Minshew in there, people are kind of developing the sense of how he plays. Yeah, you build that chemistry. <clears throat> exactly, and then now if they put in Nick who's basically new he is new he's played half a quarter with the Jags yeah and that means you're starting that dynamic from scratch all over again and that might be a huge risk to take like halfway through the season hey if if the Jags win the next two I think they probably stick with Minshew win next two stick with Minshew oh wow is that that gonna become a hashtag yeah but if they lose the next two, I mean, you have to go back to polls. If they go one-on-one, I don't know. And that's where the decision comes. Hopefully they go 2 and oh, It doesn't matter. But step one is beating the Jets. And we'll be watching. Even Nicole, I'm going to make Nicole watch on Sunday. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, this Sunday, better, better it's chances. A, it's a big game. It's better a big chances game. this right. Sunday. Um, well, we'll be back next Monday. Hopefully recapping a win. And... Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you soon, and uh, go Jags.